Welcome to the first ever edition of the actual professional edition, I'd say, of uh, ICTMF podcasting. Um, our guest today um, is Jay Sudino. Am I saying that right? Jay Sudino. There you go. He's uh, a fighter in the Wichita area here. Um, actually uh, owns uh, what, a title belt in what class? 125. 125. Yeah, and you won that about what? How many weeks ago was that? Uh, it was 12 last month. Okay. So yeah, about yeah, about about a, about a month ago. Three, yeah, so May twelfth. Okay, Three terrific, weeks. terrific. And uh, so your your upcoming fight um, is going to be this Saturday, correct? So this Saturday at uh, the Cotillion Ballroom. All right. Uh, this Saturday will be at uh, Riverwind. Riverwind Casino. Yeah. I'm sorry, my apologies. Oklahoma. Wrong intel there. In Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. This that's this this Saturday night. So uh, it's gonna be. Do you know what uh, admission? You think that you know anything like are tickets still for sale or anything? Uh, or? Yeah, you can go to the website. Go to Riverwind, get Riverwind Casino. Uh, or da- to the King of the Cage. Oh, the King of the Cage. That's the organization he's fighting under, which is a very prestigious organization as well. Uh, I remember watching him back in, shit, it's 2003 and before, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, you know, I can't wait, to wa- can't wait to watch a fight. But, um, I mean, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, what what uh, you started, uh, you know, from the very beginnings. Yeah, I started, I used to play soccer since five years old. But have a time you get bored. Yeah. Once you're a kid, you want to do another thing. And I went to do kickboxing at eight years old. And I'm doing kickboxing since then. Since then. And when did you start uh, incorporating the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and all that? Or? Uh, by 15, 16 years old. Okay. And when did you come to the United States? Uh, pretty much to fight and make something in my life and help my family that in Bra- back in Brazil definitely definitely there's stuff that. yeah stuff. I can guarantee it is I mean how long have you uh, how long have you been here uh, was one year in March 22nd okay this year, so. and so and uh, do you have to I don't understand like what's do you have to have like a visa sponsorship or what do you have to have to move to move here uh, it's pretty delicate the situation like, is it or you can move through uh, work visa or uh, marriage or uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of ways, a lot of ways. Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, I never really experienced that. I mean, I played hockey in Canada a little bit, and that was, you know, kind of a little bit of, you know, I got to experience a little bit of having visas and whatnot, you yeah, know. Yeah, what sucks, because have a lot of people want to come over here not to do bad, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they should have openings, more openings. They should, it should be, you know. But, because but it would I, be good for both, even for the economy here in the United States. Even for economy in Brazil, and every know? it seems like you know, in anywhere in Brazil, I mean, just you know, MMA, mixed martial arts is, is absolutely huge over in Brazil. I mean, more so than even probably the U.S. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, I've I've noticed uh, you know a lot of things. It's just you know, and to be to be quite honest, Brazilian fighters seem to be a lot more humble to me. They're a lot more humble. They're a lot more. You know, like, you know, they, they work a lot more for what they have. And I think the guys in the States, they kind of take a lot of shit for granted. Things like that. So, you know, uh, it's a culture thing. Here, it's everything easy. You can reach the stuff. Yeah. There, you need... No, not saying you guys don't work hard. You guys work really hard. But there, it's pretty rough conditions. Yeah. Nice or you, yeah. Or you go for it, or you're going to stay behind. Or you work hard more than your opponent, or you're going to stay behind. And terrific. I want to also say that I forgot that I mentioned that we also have, you know, of course, as always, Mr. Alec John over here on producing. Hello. Oh, that was, yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're kind of lean in there. On the other side there, sitting uh, right next to Jay here, we have Alan, of course, as always. 
Yes. Welcome, hello. Alan. How are you, brother? I'm doing wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You look wonderful. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. It's good to have Alan back on the podcast again. Yeah, yes. and, you know, hopefully permanently so we can, you know, all these other tremendous podcasts are popping over Wichita right now. Mm. You know, we can, you know, maybe maybe we can just it's have a friend. We can all have a fr- friendly little community, right? Definitely. That's right. Like the desk squad. Not using my gear. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anywho. So, yeah, I mean, do you know about your opponent you're fighting uh, coming up? or? Yeah, I fought with him. My first fight in the United States was him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I beat him in an decision. You had a decision, yeah, okay. but I pretty much beat him. Okay. So, I mean, do you think there's anything that uh, he's been working on to, to know your game better? or? He's a wrestler. Like, pretty much every guy I fought over here is a wrestler. So, in my first fight, I didn't know wrestling because we don't have wrestling in Brazil. Like you guys have over here is really huge. In, here but you in guys have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's kind of counteracts that. I mean, it's kind of like the, 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 you know, the, the night and day. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but the thing's like, to MMA, the guys, the wrestler guys... And for the box commission over here in the United States, takedown is too much, uh, have more points. Yes. You know what I mean? They do. Uh, then you work from your back. If you watch Pride in UFC, from Pride, they appreciated the ground game. What if you understand? Agre- agree, like yeah. When you watch Pride, they would even Jiu-Jitsu. stop the match because it was like a boxing ring for what, he, what he's saying in Pride. This was a Japanese organization that the UFC, Zupa Entertainment, they bought out. Right. And essentially what it was is a boxing ring. So if you're in the, in the midst of grappling jiu-jitsu and you're on your back, you know, and you're leaning out of the cage, they'd stop the fight and they'd bring it to the center of the ring and then they, you'd have to get back in the exact same position, place you were, a position you were before. Yeah. And, you know, and nowadays in the UFC, it's this cage and when they stop it, there's no getting up and, and resetting anywhere. It's, they stand them up, stand them up because... A lot of these lovely fans, I mean, I'm not trying to put down the fans so much, but I will say the fans here, they don't like to see the ground game, which yeah, it, it's really it's really discouraging because that's some of the most intricate part of the fight game. I mean, Sweet. Yeah, exactly. When you, when you think about every, every street fight, bar fight, name a fight, where do 80% of those end up? On the ground. On the ground, you know? I mean, it's... That's a very crucial part of the fight game. And the fact that, you know, people in the States, they just want to drink their Bud Light and you know, gain a big, even bigger beer belly and just watch people hit each other in the mouth. Enjoy some violence. You know, exactly, you know. Bit of the ultra-violence, right? The ultra-violence. But, so I just think it's a little bit ridiculous. Alec, are you serious? <laughs> oh my goodness. We've had a problem since day one with phones. I have, a, I have a zero tolerance policy on phones, but, <laughs> but apparently it doesn't, was that Ryan? No. Okay, if it was Ryan, I'm like, answer. But no, okay, it's we're, good. okay, we're good, we're good. Probably, probably misses, no? Okay, awesome. So anyway, all right. So, um, I mean, like, uh, you plan on staying here for a good amount of time, or you're not uh, going back home permanently or anything like that, no, right? No, I just, I want to bring my mom over here. She of course. Over here, my brother. So, you know what? on that. That's amazing, man. And like I said, we're here to help any way we can as well. You know, you have our backs now, and we have your backs. Thank you know, appreciate no that. problem, man. You know, you know, promote our business. We're going to promote yours and, you know, help you be the best fighter you can be, and... We'll be there for you, you know, but, um, yeah, definitely. I'm just very That's excited awesome. to see these fights coming up, man. Um, what, uh, do you know who is there, how many people on this, on the, on the card down in, uh, Riverwind? I mean, is there, is there a big, big, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I have at least 10 fights there. 10 fights? Yeah. Ten fights. Wow. That's, that's quite a bit. Yeah. My last, my last fight for the belt had like 
Uh, Bro, man, it's 16 fights. Oh, wow. But a few guys dropped down the fights. What the heck? Oh, did they? So, if you're fighting this coming Saturday, when's, when is weigh-in? Uh, the weigh-in is Friday. It's always one day before. Yeah, well, you, got about, you got about, what, 24 hours, right? And basically, I was kind of explaining to him, I think, before you got here, or before anybody else got here, the cool thing is, it's, I, don't, I guess you could call it cool. In ways, it's almost, you know, horrible. Because they have... You know, you'll be, uh, you know, completely dehydrating yourself, you yeah. know, saunas, all kinds, sweatsuits, running, everything, just to drop that weight. And mm -hmm. then as soon as you weigh in at that weight, you're, you're power drinking on all kinds of different, uh, you know, whey proteins, all kinds of stuff to get, your, you know, to get as much weight as you can in 24 hours before the fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And especially uh, with the lower classes, it's even more crucial. It's, it's pretty tough to drop weight and sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, how much have you had to eat today? I had one granola bar, uh, <laughs> one tuna, one can of tuna, yeah, and another granola bar. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's, that's got to be miserable, man. A lot of water, like yeah. one gallon of water already. Well, because you can sweat that out very well. Yeah, that's what our coach always said. It's like whatever we go, the gallon of water will be with us. Can I, what. I wanted to ask you a question actually. It's kind of that kind of um, drinking, drinking so much part of your culture. One thing that kind of was 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 great that I I don't know if it's great or not. It was very strange to me. But um, who was it? The uh, uh, Leo Tomochita. Mm -hmm. He was. Uh, I, I watched some kind of background thing about him. Some kind of video. I don't know if it was on YouTube, Hulu, something like that. I don't know what it was. But he wakes up every morning before training and drinks his urine. Right. And his father has done that. You know, and it, it's always the first piss of the morning. It's the, the yellow, you know, has all your nutrients and all that. I understand that, but, I mean, is that a normal thing down there or no, what? No. Okay, that's that? the goal. No, I don't know that. I mean, this, like, <laughs> this, I don't know if would like that. Morning kiss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my mind, I think this is dumb because you have nutrients, but you also in your urine, whenever you go in the morning, you have yeah. a lot of bad shit. It's toxic, yeah. 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 I mean, right. I mean, the, the, reason, the reason why... Your most yellow piss of the day, always, unless you're just like banging heroin all day, which you know, is going to be bright yellow first thing. I mean, that's there's a reason it's exiting your body. If it's you know, it's it's not bad for you. exactly. It's I mean, it's a waste exactly. I mean, it's I'm not gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say something about the, you know about number two, but I'm not even gonna go there. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just heard that. I you know, and obviously I'm. I know nothing. Yeah, about, that's not about from Brazil, Brazil though. This is from uh, pretty much his culture. He's Japanese. Okay, is he? Yeah. I thought he was. He's Brazilian, but his oh, his culture is Brazilian. Yeah, oh, okay. culture from Japan. So I know a, like I know I hear actually a, a lot of Japanese people do that. Really? Yeah, but that's back in Japan. So well, you know, know, there's, know there's something to be said about that. You know, so I mean, it's just a cultural thing. Yeah, like Chinese, they eat a lot of. Like yellow dogs and all the shit, scorpions and this yeah, they like gross stuff. I have seen a monkey, a lot of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, monkey I, brains. I, 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 I'm monkey so I'm so I'm solely like basing I'm solely yeah right. <laughs> I'm solely basing my information off of for that off of Always Sunny, in Philadelphia. But you know that's a great way to learn. No, it's not. It's educational. It's not at all. But you know, to me it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's just, it's amazing. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know, like, I, I've been asked a thousand times, I've been telling people that I've been, I'm going to have you on the show this evening, 
was you know they were asking you know what you know what does somebody from Brazilian you know or from Brazil speak? Do they speak Brazilian? I'm like no, you retard. Like they <laughs> they speak Portuguese. Yeah. You know it's um and you have to explain to me. I don't. I mean I don't know. Is there a difference uh, from the Portuguese you, Portuguese you guys speak in Brazil to the Portuguese you guys speak or they would speak in Portugal? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a quite a bit of difference, but we can understand what they say. Have a kind of. Wo- Few words and the so accent is different. So, so very, like mu- very much, very much so. It's kind of like, you know, like with, with with like what I was saying earlier about the Quebec French, you know, from Canadian French, yeah, you know, which is what I learned to speak. And if I went to France and spoke that, they wouldn't, they would understand it, but they wouldn't take too kindly to it. You know, we, it's, oh, you know, it's in a ways, it's the same language in a lot of ways. It's it's not at all. I mean, it's there's a lot of major differences. So. Yeah, with a lot of people don't know our main language is an Indian language. What is called Tupi. Really? Yeah, but it's kind of like extinct. Really? It's rare in Brazil now because okay. just the Indians speak that. So is that what you speak with your family and stuff? No. 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 <laughs> what do you what do you what do you, you guys speak? Just Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese, just Portuguese. Yeah. That's like a really small thing Tupi now. I, but but do you speak? Do you speak that? No, no, no that's just okay. No. Okay, this from just Amazon and all this. Oh, okay, I see. How many? How many people down? If you went to Brazil, like 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 you know your better half over here was you know saying earlier. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Some people don't like I, say, I don't like say you, names of other, other other halves on on that. Why? There you go. There you go. So there yeah. you go. So wifey over here is saying that uh, you know she's going to Brazil, but you'd have to have a lot of people interpret for you. But uh, my. Is there not very many people down in uh, Brazil that speak English? I mean, is that not a very... Uh, so yeah. it's, it's really important. A lot of people will try to uh, learn, go to schools, yeah. we have English schools there. But this is coming again, that part of um, rich and poor. Yes. Most part cannot go to the school to learn the English. Really? No. So most part is who speak English is the rich part of Brazil. Rich people. Oh, okay. So, but uh, a few people who work a lot, they can go there to the school and have good, good stuff, good English. Okay. But the hard part is like it's hard to find people to speak and get the how to say, you know? Yeah, the translators. That's, yeah, yeah. That's hard part. But so you're saying maybe I should move down there and just lean, learn Portuguese and go be a teacher. It's hard to learn Portuguese, dude. I bet. It's I the, bet it is. It's the hardest language in the world. You know, I, I'm going. I'm actually going to pharmacy school right now. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I'm going to pharmacy school. And I can tell you, like, you know, I've basically... I never in a million years would have thought that being a pharmacist would have to, you know, make me want to... Make me have to learn a different language. You know, that's the last thing you'd ever think about. But the sad thing is, every medication, every generic medication, every disease almost now, it's last... Yeah. And so I mean, like, I'm literally going to be almost fluent in Latin because I had to memorize fifteen thousand different generics of drugs. Right. It is absolute hell. So if there's anybody out there listening, want to be part of, uh, you know, want to be a part of the pharmacology, you know, pharmacology, you know, industry whatsoever. Yeah, think twice about it. You know, unless <laughs> you're unless you're a linguist and you love learning languages, I'd say that's about. You know, if you guys don't know, Portuguese from Portugal come from Latin. No, it does it. Yeah. So there you go. You just say it may be hard. I could. It, it may be something right up the alley for me. I could be a translator. I'll just have to <laughs> go on the go. road with you and be your translator. You know, at all times. <laughs> just go. revert back speaking. You know, don't, <laughs> don't even learn English. There's no reason to now. You've got me. 
You know, I mean, all I care about is I like to drink a lot. I pass out in random places. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's, that's just part of, you know, you might as well make me a manager, too. You know, I'll just be a manager, you know, everything, you know. This is my drunken manager stone his hotel room at, you know, 1 p.m. You know, but, but, but on, you know. On it's the, fine, on, yeah, unless we, instead we make good money. Yeah, that's true, that's true, right? right? Yeah, but, you know, all, all, all you do is, all you're doing is finding the fights, lining them up, you know, lining up PR appearances, things like that. So, have you got to that point yet? I mean, have you, have you tried to even get sponsorships by anybody, or? Uh, I have managers. I have manager. From, my from, manager. from uh, do, do we want to mention? Yeah, La Selva MMA. La Selva MMA, that's actually where he trains, and, um, talk about La Selva, actually. I want to know a little bit more about La Selva. I mean, who started it? Uh, La Selva is, a is the last name of my... Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor. He came over here and started teaching at uh, Genesis. Oh, Genesis. Okay. Yeah. What was he teaching? Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Was, he started yeah. with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a black belt. He's a black belt. Yeah. Under, um, under who? Under Which camp? Roberto Tozzi. Uh, was that is that affiliation with the camp or? Mm, yeah. He's actually Tozzi have a huge name. He's seven times Brazilian. Oh wow. Okay. National. National champion. champion. Wow. He have a huge name there in Brazil. Wow. Okay. Um, and so, he he come he came over here and start and then he met the doctors Sean Carpenter and Chris Hubner. Yes. And then thought, well we have the money and we want to do that. Let's start. And they start small and it was growing, growing, growing. And now they have a huge gym at South Woodlawn, 1836. 1836 South Woodlawn. And uh, to our listeners that have ever thought about wanting to get an MMA or you guys offer more than just that. You offer all kinds of fitness classes. Yeah. I mean, do you do yoga at all there? Yeah, Cause I'm, have a, yoga. I'm, I'm big into yoga myself. Yeah, I love yeah, yoga. I yoga. Actually, we started out. Marijuana and yoga go together like, you know, peas and carrots. <laughs> so, yes. I love them. I absolutely love them, you know. Yeah. So, you know, those two, I mean, yeah, you've got me right there. And our, yo- our yoga instructor, she have more uh, graduation like her background is really good that's like, it's hard to find somebody here in kansas oh yeah of course yeah oh yeah Dad, to have so. i mean the, the yoga instructors around kansas that i've noticed except for lawrence for being the big hippie capital other than that it's very hard to find like a really established yoga instructor because i remember you and i both know valen you know her mother did that for a while and i don't know if she's still doing it or not but that was like stage one beginning yoga you know it's not advanced yoga or anything like that but it's hard to find a good yoga instructor what other like things do you guys have there? Well, I mean, if somebody wants to go in there and train, some, you know, big old fat person wants to come in and get in shape. I mean, you guys have fitness camps, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, fitness classes. And what were you telling me earlier about the promotion you guys have going yeah, on? Yeah, we have a week for free, so you can come over there and just try every single class you want. Just anything for an entire week. Yeah. You can go to any class. Yeah. Unlimited. How many times? Doesn't matter what is you want to do. Is there a day go. you guys are closed? Yeah, we just closed by Sunday. So we, and we open... Saturday nine till noon. Okay. But the he- rest of the week we have. Oh, that's amazing. Day, so. And, and uh, yeah, to the listeners, you know, this fat guy that's you know that that chain smokes lately and uh, has been drinking beer for you know a lot lately. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be getting getting back into it. I think I'm actually going to um, take his advice and uh, that way I can com- you know continuously update you guys on how the Silva's doing to me if they're kicking my ass and I can barely even survive. But you know that's fine. So we're gonna yeah, yeah. But the one thing he hide over here, he's brown belt. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 we don't, we don't talk about that a lot, you know. <laughs> if I'm out of shape, you know, I, I don't like to do that a lot, you know. But when I get back in shape, I might be a little more cocky. But I can, we keep, yeah, I, yeah. I keep that pretty on the low key there. But a lot of my, um, a lot of my friends, you know, um, have always 
down, I, because we're from Belle Plaine. I had, uh, I used to do, before LaSalle was even around, had some good friends of mine. I had a friend named uh, Adam Forrester. Yeah, shout out to you, Adam, because I know you're listening, dick. And so, I don't know why. I'm so mean to everybody. I don't know why. But, you know, we did a little thing out of sense. It was in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere. And we bring mats, and I was teaching jiu-jitsu. Just kind of like, just, you know, to farm boys, things like that. And we had, I'm not going to name a name because I might get sued for this one, but it was somebody that was a professional athlete from, um, that was dating a girl from Belle Plaine. I'll tell you later on the show. It was um, a guy that came in and wanted to do the class, and I have a deal every every time I start my jiu-jitsu class. When I was when I was doing that, I start with 10 to 15 minutes of yoga, and then after that we do you know we'll do um, I'll show maybe three or four different uh, positions from you know where we want to go you know whatever that day to, you know mm-hmm. I decide to do whether yeah. it's whether yeah. it's, uh, it's how that, it works yeah and one day it was just simple on the guard closed guard on the back. <laughs> And so how to work from that, how to work for sweeps, whatnot. And this guy was literally six foot four, about 240 pounds, probably bench pressed over 400 pounds. Big, big dude, huge dude. And he just kept, every time I'd get him down, I would pull up and I'd get into rubber guard. And uh, which is, by the way, it's a little, it's just a little kind of a variation of the closed guard, except your legs all the way up on the shoulder blades in jujitsu. And I got him in that. And he kept picking me up and slamming me on my back as hard as I could. It was, he outweighed me by almost 100 pounds, you know, 90 pounds. And so it was absolutely awful, and he kept slamming me, but I kept holding on, holding on to this position. Finally, he tried to sweep out of it, and I threw over, and I got him and, and uh, an omoblata. <laughs> I had the omoblata, and he tried to roll out of that, and I kept rolling with him. Got him taught, you know, caught in that. He finally twists his arm out, and I could feel a pop in his elbow, but he didn't stop. And so I was like, the only chance I have now is to roll into an arm bar. Because that thing was popped, and I'm like, oh shit, he's rolling out. And so I grabbed his arm, pulled it as high as I could from wrist control, got close, tightened those hips and the knees, and I rolled back over, and I tapped him with an arm bar. This guy had arms, I'm literally the size of my thighs. <laughs> you know, and this guy is a professional athlete, or was. And as soon as I tapped him, the other one thing I was always taught, I taught all my students was, everybody gets tapped. That's how you learn. Yeah. You, know, you can't have any kind of... You can't have like this gigantic ego or you know pride. You can't have that. You have to be going in there as a rookie, and and, and even me going in as a brown belt to you guys or different camp. I go. I should go in there knowing I'm gonna get tapped twenty times. You know, out of twenty times probably. Yeah. You know, maybe that's true. maybe I'll have the chance of doing you know you know get, tapping one person out of twenty times. But this guy got up, punched the floor as hard as he could, and it shook the entire house. This guy was huge. Like, I would never want to fight him in a million years. Hit the floor, and he says, just as loud as he could, he's like, fuck! Screamed it. And he looked at his girlfriend, he goes, you, get your shit, let's get out of here. And they left. And I just was in shock. I didn't know what to say. I'm like, okay, well, um, I guess we're down to seven students tonight. But I just don't, I don't think that a lot of Americans, especially guys that are the meatheads, you know, the guys that are, you know, all about just... Being badass, driving crotch rockets, all that crap. You know those dudes. But you know, I, you know, it was, it was, that was the whole thing. If you get people that are understanding and at least are intelligent people, they understand. You know, and they, they kind of grasp it. And uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty entertaining, to say the least. I mean, it's uh, always awesome. And jujitsu always states that that's big what we're dudes u- getting best exactly that's because we're awesome. we're, u- we're using their strength yeah. against them. And the more more strength they have, the more uh, the more mass they have. 
the better for us. Yeah. You know, because we're using all we're doing is leverage. That's all we're using is leverage. And chokes, smaller guys, we got less meat on our bones. So guess what? These bones, <laughs> these bones become freaking gold mines. Yeah, it is. You know, they really are. We can do neck cranks. We can we can choke. We can. There's all kinds of things. And plus, skinnier guys have the sharpest elbows. Yeah. It's a fact too. I love that. Like this guy. There would you, you want to hit with that elbow? <laughs> no way. Yeah, exactly. No that way. would slice you open an artery. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Right yeah. There. Exactly. Dude, that's all. That's the human knife. You know, just two inch elbow drops. So. But hell, man, that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of the fight game, everything about it, and I've been talking to you off and on, you know, on yeah. Facebook and uh, everything else. But I've just been super stoked to have you on here, man. Um, what are, what other hobbies? I mean, do you do? What I mean, what else? Do you think on the side, or is that well, pretty much incorporate your? I mean, is your whole life? You I know, like I say, I used to play soccer, and I I was I played professional for a while too. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you tried playing in the leagues around town here? The indoor leagues? Nah, I don't. I don't think I would stop do what I do now to do to play soccer. Yeah, because no? I mean, a lot of your time is dedicated. I mean, pretty much all your time is dedicated to this. This yeah. is this is this is your career. Yeah. And a lot of these these fair weather fighters, I'm calling them, the people that say, "Oh yeah, I'm training," you know, MMA. And I'm like, but you work one job and you have three kids and a wife. I'm like. It's gonna be a little bit hard for you, don't you think? Squeeze in, you know, training. Yeah. People, I mean, you're basically telling me, you know, you don't have. Obviously, you have a, a wife, you know, and uh, do you guys live? You obviously live together. Yeah, we live together. So the situation is, but you don't have anything else besides. I, I, I love your puppy. Dallas is awesome. <laughs> you know, but I'm serious. Like you say, you guys have seen my picture. I'm just as bad, Parker. I got a little eight-pound toy poodle. I'm, I'm so girly like that. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's a lot of sacrifice. Though. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a, a hell of a lot of sacrifice, you know. And um, it's, it's got to it's gotta be hard, man. It's got to be hard. Yeah. But you got to be hard to be easy later. You're damn right. That's spoken like a true champion there. Yep. So, so what kind of training do you do that's not within the realm of what you normally do? Like, do you cycle? Do you lift? Yeah, I, I like to run. run. Cardio, run. a lot of cardio yeah. with it, apparently. You know, I was told once, uh, I watch a lot of Mike Tyson, oh, and nice, Manny nice. Pacquiao, Pernell Whitaker, a By lot of way, boxers. By the way, sorry to interrupt, what about that stupid decision? That was ridiculous. Oh my God, that's, Pacquiao that, won that, 100%. That's bad, because I, I bet the promotion. Like well, Bob Arum, Bob Arum is promoter of the both athletes. And what are you going to do? He want to want money. He want to make money. A round two, a number two. I say, you know, a, a rematch. He, and he said, oh, that's bad. I'm going to make more money now in the rematch. But I'm totally uh, appreciated the, the boxing mission, the referee. Yeah. But you did that. It's true. You know? When it goes to decision, that's saying you can't. They've always said, even when I was just doing just Brazilian jiu-jitsu under American top team, I'd be training with a lot of guys that were in MMA and I was just sold yeah. just in the beginning and they'd always say do not leave it in the judges hands never you leave it in the judges hands even if you destroy them the entire fight they can see it a whole different way you know like you said American judging is completely different they, they judge takedowns as a big percentage and that shouldn't be the case uh, sometimes the the wrong guy won so yeah right exactly that's how we, that'll we always cannot, happen. That'll cannot, always happen. We cannot do nothing about it. Exactly, nothing about it. It's, it's done. But there'll be a number two. We're almost positive of that because they want more monies. Yeah, and but, wanna 
Mayweather and Pacquiao soon. Oh this man, that him. would be the that's uh, the fight. Be the if that fight. fight happens, you guys have to promise me you'll come down to my house and watch that fight. I get every UFC fight, every come boxing on, fight. Let's go to the to the fight. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, are we gonna do oh, that? Yeah. Oh, you're calling it. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, let's do that. You're trying. You're trying to. You're trying to bounce the uh, the budget of ICTMF here now. Right? <laughs> let's <laughs> do this. You want us to go like open tabs everywhere in Vegas? Go big or go home. Baby. We're just at Lucky's. That's all. Yeah, that's the only place we really can afford to do an open tab. But uh, you know, two dollar PBR is what I drink. So I'm a cheap tight ass. You know, but that's that's great. I mean, cardio is probably the number one most important thing. I would always say to my People in just jiu-jitsu in general, because mm-hmm. people gas out so quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as you have exceptional cardio and cardio better than the rest, that gives you a clear advantage over your opponent. I mean, obviously. So basically not getting tired. Exactly. Yeah. You just want to you want you want to be able to fight. Like, your fight on Saturday will be, fi- uh, is it three five-minute rounds? Three. Three five-rounds, right? Yeah. So, but, but you know, you, he's probably going to be training for five-minute rounds. Like, five five-minute rounds. If you train for five five-minute rounds, you know, you've already got, you know, I mean, by the third round, you're not, the fight's over, and you're not even gassed. Yeah. The other opponent's sitting there just, <gasps> yeah, just like my first fight, this guy, I finished the fight, and he, the referee have our, ran, our hands yeah. to announce, and he was thrown up in the bucket, and it was fine. See? Yeah, he just throws up, but see, that's what I'm saying. That's people, how it works. People just, you know, the United States, people don't understand. They're like, well, I won't need it to go all three rounds because I got big muscles, and I'll just hit him in the face. It's not that easy, guys. Like, really, it isn't. You know, I mean, like, especially with uh, with Jay here, people like that, kickboxers or Muay Thai specialists, better watch out. You know, like we are uh, from yeah. that. We like to take punches. Exactly, they love it. We're not scared. It. We love get punched in the face. Well, and you know what? That's why him and I think we have a lot in common. Hockey. I've got four missing teeth. My nose has been broke seven times. You know, I mean, I've taken a beating over my life. So. It, there's something to be said about actually, when we, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I don't want to get punched in the face." Oh, are you fucking stupid? It's something I don't know. It does something. It's that adrenaline or something. Yeah. But when you get when you get a good hard smack in the face, to me it livens me up. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Like this yeah. is actually a fight now. I'm like, let's do it. You know? It's for real. So you know, that's it's always been a big thing to me. I mean, I've always loved it, but now at 29 years old, I'm, I'm guessing I'm a bit too old to be trained to do any kind of event at 29. I think it's time for me to just kind of. Stick to what I'm doing and, <laughs> and go from there. The pharmacy profession is going to do me quite well. I think. There you go. <laughs> right? They're going to so help every, every, heal yeah, people. Every, so if everything ever happens, you know, I'm not going to say to you, to your opponents. Yeah, I, I can I can spill out the drugs. So, you know. <laughs> Here's the pain pills, you know. Jay broke your jaw. Congrats. Go away. Yeah. I broke yeah. my jaw. Well, you know, you're going to broke some other people's jaw. Yeah. That's I what I'm predicting. To. For this Saturday, I'm predicting knockout. Second there round. Go. There you go. I'm predicting knockout second round for everybody that's listening. Jay Sodino, knockout second round. Let's do this. If this yeah, if this is right. Oh my God, I've got a future in Vegas. <laughs> oh well, unless you're gonna have to be. Alicia, by the way, this is Jay's um, wife. I say significant. My lovely wife. I know. I, I always. So much. I always say significant other because you know a lot of guys are like, don't mention the girl, or you know like us. I don't know how much we're open to speaking about it. We've never actually been talking about that, but everybody knows, you know. I'm sure Jenny's name, but I don't know. But most people are kind of closed off. They don't really want to hear about it. Alan's over here not saying a word. He's blind. Alan, are you stoned? No. Don't lie to me. I'm not stoned. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> who are hey. some of your inspirations getting into it, the business? Uh, you know, I have inspirations from my life. You know, first, what I always talk about, what brought me over here, like, 
I always talk, somebody gonna say, ah, oh, it's bullshit or whatever. It's uh, God. Because right. he allow us to live. Second is my dad, who passed out four years ago, who showed me and taught me a lot of things. And I carry this for all my life. And thirdly is all uh, my mom. She handled us, like me and my brother. For who don't know, I have a brother. He's 19. He's gonna turn 19. Actually, sorry, he's gonna turn 20 in July, in June 15. So, yeah. Oh, Happy birthday to your brother. Yeah. There you go. Happy birthday, Jaderson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned earlier that you you broke your jaw. What what all injuries have you had doing in MMA? Uh, after my, I get my jaw break. I broke my hand. In my next fight. And I had to had a surgery. Uh, I have a plate and four screws on it. And for now, that's it. Yeah. For now, that's it. Well, you said earlier that um, you had your jaw broken for it was a month and a half or so. Yeah, I had and my jaw wire shut for a month and a half. Why don't you talk about what you had to make? You were talking about what you. Oh made yeah, shakes. sure. Uh, which are mouth wire shut? You cannot open for sure. That's everybody right. know. And I had to drink everything through a straw which yeah. fits through my teeth well that that's when you had the, the jaw wire shut yeah that's yeah, horrible, horrible and you see the stuff you want to eat but you can't oh, or you need to blend that and once i ate turkey <laughs> with cheese and heat it up not very good and for a straw through a straw well it tastes the same It's just sounds gross, but <laughs> well, that yeah, really yeah, not exactly. You don't have to chew. So, so, yeah. basically, you're, 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 so basically, you're on a juice fast, but it was well, juice. It was you know just everything was juice. Yeah, it looked, <laughs> you know? look, looks gross, but did you lose really weight good. during that? I mean, I don't get how. I mean, yeah, I was whenever I took the wires off, I was swinging around 130, 131. Oh man, what what was uh like? How long were it? Was it six weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks? Yeah. yeah. Six weeks. Usually that's the standard of getting your. You know, when your jaw's broken, it's about a, usually it's about a six-week kind of thing. I'm glad that Luckily, I got I my my four teeth that got you know completely knocked out during from, from a puck. It was an 80 mile an hour puck. Never held the hockey puck. No. Nah. They're very heavy. And um, it was in playoff time, and I laid down in front of the puck as a defenseman was taking a slap shot, and a puck hit me in the mouth, knocked out three teeth, completely knocked pretty much out cold. They were skating me to the bench, and my canine fake. It was loose and I was just playing with it and it fell on the ice. And I kind of looked at a trainer and I was like, my tooth fell on the ice. And they're both like, oh my God. They went and <laughs> scattered and grabbed it. But they went into permanent fakes and it cost me a lot because I have very small teeth. Uh -huh. Very small teeth. And so they had to grind them down and mold them and make them like just like my teeth. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm very lucky that and the broken noses. Like, I have a glass nose. You don't want to beat me in a fight? You just punch me in the nose. <laughs> You know, I'm like, there you go. But like, we'll never fight the same class, even if I was a fighter. I don't think there's any way possible I could drop to your weight class. I'd be dead. <laughs> uh, you know, a six foot one guy fighting at 125 or what was it? 125. Jesus Christ. I used to fight 135, Ooh. but now jump jump up to 155 and I'll meet you. Ask how much Alec weighs. <laughs> huh? Ask how much Alec weighs. Yeah, Alec, how much do you weigh? 135. Uh oh, look at that. I found a perfect opponent for you. There you go. What? What? How high? What, how? I mean, what's your? What, I mean, how tall are you? Six one. Six, six one. Six. Jesus Christ. He would be a monster if he yeah. was trained, right? Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Oh look, look at that. His reach is his towers over mine. He's probably got a, a 74 inch reach. Jeez. He's you a damn monkey. That. You're not hitting me. My, longer, <laughs> my arms are two inches longer than my height. Look What? at that. Look at that. 
There you go. So the finding it was meant for him. <laughs> no. No, no. You don't need the muscle to get that leverage. You don't need that. You need jiu-jitsu and you need cardio and you need maybe Muay Thai. There you and go. Your bones. Muay Thai, a little, little, bit of, little yeah. bit of, you know, a bit of elbow drops out of your clinch. Oh, yeah. You get your gable graps, you know, and you can maneuver their, their postures. Put them down, that's it. right, put them down. Do some, a little bit of judo, some judo throws, like, you Wrestling. Know, like, you know, Mr. Ronda Rousey. Wrestling. Wrestling. South Park, right here. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Ronda Rousey? She's good. She's a but she's gonna have a beat. She's, she's gonna get beat down. She's gonna she's hot. She's gonna get beat down. Think about this. This girl's had what six fights. Every fight is in an armbar first yeah. round. She had not just that, but one fight they stopped prematurely, and she had the armbar in time. I mean, there's no chance of this other the opponent getting out. You know, she didn't fought nobody like Chris Cyborg yet. No, but you and know they're what? gonna yeah. meet. They are gonna, gonna meet. meet. But yeah. you know what? She has fought uh, Misha Tate. Misha Tate's pretty good. Misha Tate was the number one contender. So I mean, until Ronda Rousey came out of nowhere. But the things like Chris Bar, I probably think she have balls. Chris, she yeah, looks like so, yeah. a man. I, you know what? I wholeheartedly agree with you, and I think that we just we just took our our friendship to a whole other level because I believe that 100 percent too. Cyborg is married to the the male version Cyborg. Yeah, Evangelista Cyborg. Yeah, and that's pretty fucking scary because that girl, I'm sorry, somewhat girl, seems like she's definitely got a pair down there. Yeah, man, that's true. She, have you ever seen her? Oh my God, Ronda Rousey's beautiful. Misha, you know, Misha Tate is even somewhat pretty. You put on Cyborg on her, she's not pretty. She has a deeper voice than all of us combined, probably. You know, and she's yeah, just. Yeah, but you know, she's a really nice person. Yeah, have you met her? Yeah. She's a really nice person. No kidding. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have expected that. And Ronda Rousey seems kind of like a bitch, though. Yeah. She is. She is. Well, you know, <laughs> well, there we go. But you know what? I still have the hots for her, so. <laughs> Ronda, if you're listening, you know where to find me. ICTMF, Wichita motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's it's her armbar technique is all it is. Yeah. She wore, she learned one technique, very very well, and that's and that's been her key, and that's all she's had to show. So nobody knows what else she has. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that that's true because if you, if you think about it, when you're watching tape, you're watching video of fighters that you're going to your upcoming opponents. Yeah. You want to watch fights? Well, her opponents, what the fuck do they have to look at? They had to look at her doing an armbar six different fights in a row and snapping bitches' arms like this. You know, I mean, it's nuts. So, I mean, as soon as somebody figures out the defense, which is actually coming from BJJ guys, yeah. knowing how to how to break out of an armbar is very, very simple if you know your techniques. You can't let her posture on her knees, squeeze, and then roll back. She's squeezing with her hips and her knees before she rolls back, and that's her main technique. I think the main thing to do is always... You can gable or you can S grab. You yeah. grab your own arm, you do not break that, and you lean in. Yeah. You hit that head inside, inside you lean in. Yeah. Just watch but, out the triangle. Go inside the guard. Exactly. You go inside. And if, or, you break out, if you break out of that arm bar, or knock her out. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so her out. Don't, let, don't give her a chance to yeah. do that. But the only problem is Ronda Rousey was it, was it her mother? Her mother was an Olympic judo yeah, champion or something yeah. like that. Yeah. She was medalist. Yeah. That's insane. That's so, of course, awesome. she's amazing. Have you ever seen her throws? That's how she gets them down. First, you know, like I was telling you guys earlier, I think it was before the podcast, she, that's the judo way that I was telling you about. Yeah. They'll lean judo all their weight to like the left or right side, and then when the opponent starts to lean in too, they switch, heel out, and just a pivot, and it's right over the hip, and they're right on their back. What the Japanese call this is ju. Ju? Yeah. Not you, judo, you, just ju. Ju, yeah. And when you use the body, that's what starts for my another coach from Tulsa. Uh... His gym there is WCF. He yeah, had, yeah. Yeah, WCF, work less, fighting. 
is our coach Blacklock. He also is my manager too. Oh, terrific! So and he have a couple guys fighting Bellator. Eric Brindle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who fought for the title. Yeah. A few weeks ago, he trained coach. That's that's uh, incredible, have a few, man. Have a few guys from UFC who call him. To oh, that's so awesome. So, you know, I you know I thought many times about moving um, to. I think this is probably in the last. Alan's known me for a long time. And Alan, you can remember, I was really thinking about moving somewhere to where I was going to get, you know, proper training. Like, I was really into, I was actually, I, I had the aspirations to become a fighter, but I think it's a bad transition from anybody going from something that, that broke down your body so much as hockey. Like, every morning my ankles, I have so, so much scar tissue in my ankles, I have, to, I have to do rotations for 15 uh -huh. minutes on my ankles before I can even step out of bed because I have kinks in my ankles because of all the scar tissue. Yeah. And so that, my teeth, my nose, I mean, I the fact that I have Parkinson's disease, I have Parkinson's disease. So that's from being hit in the head so many times. And I'm just, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't win a lot of hockey fights, but, you know, but I just thought it was a bad, bad uh, transition. But I, you know, I still think that jiu-jitsu is the best for me. I, I'm not taking direct shots to the head and it's still very, very, very competitive. And it's also, it takes a lot out of you. It's a very aggressive sport, period. So, uh, and get the hook when you say like taking a lot of shots to the head for who don't know yet. MMA is the most secured sport in the world now. Agreed, I wholeheartedly agree. Boxing is more dangerous than MMA. It's a right. fact. Boxing killed more people than MMA did. Well, and the reason why I think all this is happening is because they stopped the fights. They stopped the fights. They you know in any mixed martial arts, they're you know uh, you know any, anybody that's gonna be you know your uh, your your uh, Octagon, uh, ring, octagon, referee, whatever you yeah. call them. Referee. Yeah, they're go they're gonna go in. They know they're, they're by responsive of eyes. They can tell by the movements of the body if it's limp. They they, they stop the fight immediately. It's very careful. They're their job. Boxing. They're waiting for somebody to get completely knocked out cold. That's you know, that's not great and for your brain. Another thing. Ask Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah. Another, but uh, there's the difference. Is the gloves? Too. Yes. You know. But so they, box oh, gloves. They? 16 cause a lot of concussion. Don't cut. You have the mouse. It's because they're bouncing. It's bouncing. Yeah. And the MMA gloves, whenever it's too big, you're gonna cut. Yeah. Because the MMA gloves are really small. But what are they? Are they four ounce or six? Four ounce. Four ounce. No, they're yeah. four ounce. Yeah. Four four ounce. Ounce. Basically, all they're for there is they're, they're, they're to cover your knuckles so they're not direct sharp. Yeah. You because know, you know, normally most knuckles are really sharp yeah. and they cut really easily. So it's preventing the cutting and and, and every time if anybody's ever you know. I'm just speaking for Jana, I guess, here. But anybody that watches UFC and you're watching them when they're rubbing on the face before the fight, they're rubbing Vaseline on yeah. the face and the ears. Right. And basically what that's creating is instead of leather, because these are the pads are made of your gloves, if you catch leather on dry skin, that's going to tear you and cut you right. like you wouldn't believe. So that Vaseline is there to hit, connect, then slide off. And so, but they're never, ever, ever, you're never ever allowed to have Vaseline anywhere but your face. Yeah. And so anywhere else, that's why the elbows are lethal. You can get a guy and you know how to throw him. You're dropping elbow drops on him. You know, saying you know, in the in, he's you're on top and he's in half guard or even full guard. If you can posture up, yeah, and you can land those elbows, it's the most one of the most dangerous weapons in MMA because there's no Vaseline and it's just pulling that skin and tearing it with the sharpest point of the body, like you said, the knife. That's what it's called. It's a knife. I mean, you know, hell, that's what that's what that, that's uh, Muay Thai. That's what Muay Thai called. They call it the knife. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, you pull away from that gable and you just slide. Just two-inch slides. So I don't need too much. Drops. You don't need too much to cut somebody. Yeah. You don't need to have a knife to cut somebody. Remember this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are thinking you're a badass with the knives around. 
No, you don't need that. You have elbows. That's right. That's right. Damn it, yes. That's always my technique if I get into a fight. No, you know, mine, mine, I'm too... Especially with women. Yeah. I'm shit out of Alan, you know, the amount of women you beat, you know, it's just been insane. It's legendary. It is. It's legendary. We're talking like, what? We're in the probably twos. One day I'm gonna. I never developed <laughs> One day, if I can, I'm gonna introduce you to Chris Cyborg so you can talk to her better. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I thought, so you say, one of, women that I thought he was gonna oh. say one of these days, Alicia's gonna have to experience this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, oh, wait, what? I would let her do anything she wanted to. Me. Oh, really? Which one, Cyborg? Cyborg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have so, a choice. So this is a calling. <laughs> this is a calling out Cyborg. Um, Mr. Allen here, he, he, he's calling you out. I'm not calling you, I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> he just did it. I mean, it's done. I will rub your feet, I will do whatever you want, <laughs> don't hurt me. Her, her, her men's 11, 11 or 12 foot right. shoe uh, <laughs> feet. <laughs> don't hit me. They probably stink. Yeah, they probably stink, they're probably about that long. You know? yeah. Big old monster cyborg feet. Mm. What's the name cyborg? It's like, ugh. a woman? Ugh. No thanks. Hell. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Alan, is there anything new with you? Nope. Nothing's new with you. Nothing's new with me. Bands and podcasts. And drunkenness. And drunkenness. Drunkenness. Eating food. All right. Well, at this time, I'm gonna go ahead, and I'm also gonna mention uh, since uh, maybe we can spice this to the front. I don't know if we can or not. If we can't, Alec, no big deal. We'll just leave it here. But I do want to also promote Christianary's business here. What? What business, Brett? Uh, I always mess it up. I told Chris I was going to mess it up. Notes, Notes and, and noises. noises. Oh, twinsies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but we, uh, it's a great record shop, and it's right next. The best vinyl record shop in Wichita. And there's he has some other, There's some other ones, but they're, they're really shite. And what they're having, but, you know, he's, he has a bus now. There's a bus. It's like a mini bus, short bus. Yeah, you can you can find his bus at um, when we have ICT Fest coming up in, uh, what was it, a couple months? Yes. Yeah, there you go, guys. July yeah, promote ICT Fest. Also, also, the big one, LIV Fest is coming up, too. Yeah, LIV Fest, too. That's sooner. That's, that's a big one. That's, that's coming guys, up in, like, a week. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys will be in town. If you guys are, you guys are my guests. I'll pay for your VIP, everything. But you guys need to be with, with me and Jennifer. Through LIV, it's down. You know where the what's uh, Orpheum Theater? Orpheum Theater. We get to go, you know, backstage. We get VIP, you know, meals, everything. We're robed off for everybody else. Awesome. But uh, it's take just, it. it's who was the guy that was on that show that's gonna be there? It's like some some celebrity's gonna be playing too, along with like other like forty bands or something. Appleseed cast. Then it was Chris Mann. The Chris Mann. Yeah. Chris Mann from the, the Voice. Awesome. He was a finalist on The Voice, and he's gonna be on there. And we get to be basically. There's no locks on the, on the. By the way, Alicia, there's no locks on the doors of the dressing rooms. So you can just bust into Chris Man's room and be like, "What's up? What's up? Let's pictures. We can post them out. Sell them to TMZ for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, later he meet me. Golden, right? <laughs> we don't want Jay to see this because we don't want we don't want it, you know Chris Man to be in the hospital <laughs> because of ICT, you know. And, right. But anywho, but probably can be a good promotion. Definitely. Exactly. Definitely, that's definitely. that's really. there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but for all of you guys listening, you guys want to see a great MMA fight this Saturday. Get down to Norman, Oklahoma, River, uh, Riverwind Casino. Get down there. We got to see Jay fight. I mean, we the bigger the bigger you know amount of people that can come, the better, obviously. But uh, you know. And what's your fight coming up after that? Uh, in June twenty third. Yeah, at Katina. If that, I don't get any injury, yeah. if he doesn't get if if he doesn't get injured this Saturday, which there's a lot of things going to happen when he doesn't get injured. They, there you go, Alan. My last fight was 
in, over in two minutes, in the first two minutes, yeah, first yeah, round. I, I noticed your, at your, your post-fight pictures with the belt. Yeah. By the way, why didn't you bring the belt, damn it? Oh, shit. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I, for, I, I forgot know. it at home. I, I just forgot home. it. Dang it. I, just, we, we have pictures to I, prove I, it. I, I don't want to be a... Uh, you want to be, be humble. humble. No, no, yeah. no. But, you know, hey, and I walk know, around. What about Junior Del Santos? See, if I had a title, I'd walk around all the time. Well, he chased that. He always carries this around. He said he sleeps for the night. Well, yeah, a lot of people told me, hey, you're going to sleep that with that? going to take a shot with that shit? Hell yes, hell yes. Of course. When you're you and Alicia, I'm not going to go like, you guys can make out. Put on the belt when you're making out. There you go. You know? You'd like it, don't lie. That coldness on the stomach, it's got to feel good. You know, it's a good thing, but it's like all another meadows. They're gonna stick in our, stay there in our table, whatever, and get dirty on it. That's very true. Very, very true. So, you, you know, know I mean, you need to look for. You cannot stick in the past. It's kind of similar to like you know how like when a team wins uh, in the NHL with the Stanley Cup, each player on the team, which by the way nobody can handle it by hand ever, the real Stanley Cup. There's one that's an exact duplicate that goes around all these different arenas, the venues throughout the United States forever for all these people to take pictures of. It costs ten dollars to get a picture with. The actual Stanley Cup, you know, the, the guy that holds it, that maintains it the entire year, wears cloth gloves, everything. Then each player for the team that wins it, which, by the way, the, the game's on right now. The Kings win it tonight, which I don't know. It's probably about the second intermission right now. But if they win it, each player on the team gets a week with the cup. And so it's ended up in the bottom of swimming pools. It got left at the top of Mount Everest one time. Hey, I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been used and abused. And you know, it's the same thing with kind of a belt because you don't get it permanently unless you win continuously. Yeah. But, but you know, it's that's the same way. You get it, you get to spend your whole week with it and just do whatever the hell you want with it. Most players take it back to their hometown, things like that, but obviously we understand we can't you can't do that. Yeah. I once you get in the UFC we'll make sure that the ammo Yeah, this will be different. It will be yeah. different. They have money there. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully uh, by that chance we'll have money too. There you go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh by the way I have two things to say, like one thing I was told in Brazil, back in Brazil when I was training there, yes. my coach told me like, why do you think the belt stay in the body belt? belly bottom? Yeah, 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 right, right, no, the right the waist, whatever. All the fights look to themselves. You look to the Yeah, you're belt. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my coach say, once you win that, don't look there, have more fights coming, you need to look forward. Look up, you know, look put up. this back and go forward. Because somebody's gonna come after you to take right. that from you. It's very so, true, you're right. You're so very, very true. That's very that. right. Very right. And also, I forgot to mention my kickboxing coach, Marcio Navarro, was like, I have like a dad for me, like a oh, daddy. That's great. That's he, he gave me the opportunity after God. He gave me the opportunity to be here. He came here after Marcelo Selva. Uh, he came over here and started the kickboxing program at La Selva MMA. It was huge now. He's oh, a black belt under. Uh, ISK and he gonna have his world title fight now in July 27. Oh no kidding! Tulsa, and I might find that card too, so I don't know. Oh my gosh, so, where, where where would that be? We get a location? Yeah, Hard Rock Casino. In awesome. Venice? No, here in Tulsa. And Tulsa. Awesome. Even better. Yeah. I mean, that's something good. We're getting ready. It to go was down. the his last fight. We're actually Asia. getting ready to go down there, uh, July 7th. We're getting over there. We're, we're, we're uh, we have an interview with uh, with a celebrity. You ever heard of Doug Benson before? No, nobody has. One of my has. favorites. He's uh, number two, number two pop comic in the United States, as he likes to say. Yeah. But uh, he, he's a comedian, and he's going to be down at the Hard Rock on the seventh, and we're going to be actually down there. He's too, so uh, awesome. He's yeah. Another thing, 
always see their shows over there, like last show was John Jones down there, and this next one will be Kinto Rampage Jackson. Jo oh, really? So have always good guys John there. Jones, that's one guy that, you know, it seems like John Jones is so innocent, so sweet, so humble. Then all of a sudden, all these stories started popping up about him wrecking his car with a DUI, drunk, drunk, drunk. beating people up. What example, up. Mr. John Jones? Then he went out and bought a. <laughs> then he went. Then he went out and bought a uh, like a half a million dollar Bentley. Yeah. Wrecked. That's when he wrecked. You know, and like the true side is coming out, and I'm like, oh. Come God. on, Joe Jones. Come kids, on, dude. Kids, like, look at you. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, you were this modest, like really humble, loving guy, and all of a sudden now you're getting drunk with celebrities and wrecking your car at 4 a.m. Come on, dude. Yeah. You know, be real. Don't let the money get to your head, you know? There you go. Be what you, when you start. Keep keep that humble you have whenever you started. Exactly. You stay humble, you know? It's, it's a great... Uh, look at... All you got to say for that is, did you see that story about Junior Del Santos when he took that kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought yeah. his kid and his mother. They It brings tears to my eye. I'm not going to lie about that. You go to you, uh, you know, YouTube, look it up. He brought this kid that always trains in the same gym that he trains in. Comes in, the kid's like, what, seven or eight, something like that. Yeah. Comes in and just, you know, and he fights and boxes. They all, they all joke around with him. And he brought his mother in, uh, brought his whole family, and Junior Santos paid for the entire bill, got him uh, to watch, you know, the fight of him and Frank Mir when he destroyed Frank Mir. Went in there, and then they also, they walked, they showed him walking in their hotel room, and they had about, oh, I'd at least say $5,000 worth of UFC memorabilia on the beds and everything. That's awesome. You know, and I'm like, that shows something. Well, it's the first fighter I think I can ever remember. And I've watched UFC when it was back before even Zufa owned it. Right. You know, that I've ever seen a fighter be so generous. You know, when he won the title, when he won his belt, again, undisputed, yeah. when he got his belt back, he took that kid, put him up on his shoulders, you know, in the ring, you know, and he was telling him in Portuguese, he was saying, he was saying, you know, I told you I was going to win, buddy. I told you I was going to yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the kid had tears as he was scared, you know, about it. But that's a hero. Right that that shows something, you know. These people are. It, it just it just shows the heart, you know, the real heart. And the sad thing is, I don't really see that. You no, know, we had a pit bull running around in some car. But uh, you know, you don't really see that so much in with American fighters or the very worst fighters, the goddamn English fighters. Yeah. Those people are asses, man. God, but. Once I thought Chelsea was England. English. <laughs> there you go. There we go. He's calling out Chelsea already. <laughs> you know, calling out. I don't know. He's like, what is he? A 185er? Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, 185er. But you'd be at 155 to fight him, wouldn't you? I don't care. <laughs> you can take it. I don't care. I don't know. Chelsea's pretty bad. That's one thing, like I said. The we, bigger they are. That's, the that's why I'm thinking, fall. like, when that fight is, Wait. I want you to invite me or I'll invite you to come down to my house to watch it or we'll watch it somewhere, wherever. Yeah, sure. We need to watch. The Anderson Silva sure. Chelsea and fight because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be wearing my Chelsea and shirt. There you go. <laughs> you can, I'll even buy you. I just, just to the heart of my, you know, just just being big-hearted. I'll buy you an Anderson Silva, just the same one he's gonna wear for wins and everything, so we can sport it. There you go. And so when Chelsea wins, I can just look at you and go, uh huh. gonna win. Right. By tap. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's just gonna win by overall ground and pound, like he did the entire fight uh -huh. last time, until the very very end. And then Anderson Silva does what he does best. Tap, 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 tap. There you go. Damn it. Well, anyhow. Jiu-Jitsu. There it is. That's Jiu-Jitsu 101. Good there stuff. Period. Well, you know, Jay, it was amazing having you on. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Uh, it was absolutely incredible having you on. Is there anybody else you want to, you know, give a, give a shout-out to or anybody like that? Or? Uh, I just want to talk about, again, my coaches. Be thankful for them, what they do for me, you know. And... 
especially God and Jesus Christ. They always like I have a bracelet that carries me. Say I'm a second. Over, Jesus over, always over, first. Yeah, Jesus always right. first. Yeah. You know, Jesus always first. Doesn't matter if you like what I'm saying or not. Jesus always first. And to you, you, you don't need like him, you don't need like him, but he loves you. So. Well, I can tell you, that's all that matters. As long, you know, and as long as you don't, uh, you know, judge other people for what they believe, just stick to what you believe. Yeah. And it says in the Bible, you shouldn't judge others. Just believe what you believe, and that's fine. Before, you know? yeah. Exactly, and that's what I believe, and I respect everybody for what their beliefs are. I think that's great. And I, I, I could be more impressed with you, man. I think you're 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 a terrific dude, terrific athlete. You know, I mean, I think you have nothing but great things ahead of you. So and I appreciate it. Remember you guys when, when you're famous. Oh, hey, that's Alan. Yeah, yeah, you'll be, you'll be around. Al, right? Alan's slurring a little bit. He's, like, he's uh, you know, what, yeah, about a baker, ba uh, baker's dozen deep on beers, but you I know. Had three beers. Oh, so okay, minus ten. <laughs> minus ten. Damn it. Damn it. You guys will be ours around. That's, 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 that's right. Definitely, definitely. Around, so. Well, you're you're definitely gonna be on soon again. So. Next time you won't be the guest, you'll just be a co-host. <laughs> you can help give people other people shit like we're giving you, right? <laughs> yeah. It's perfect, we'll man. We'll be fun. Right? We'll right? Is it not fun? It's yeah, a great it's time. Fun. See, it's so fun. you're only gonna be under blast this one time, except for. If you win again, you might be under blast a little bit because we're about to ask yeah. some questions, you know. Yeah. But and I'm fucking thirsty right now. I don't know if I can. You're thirsty? Fuck. Oh, you can say fuck. Oh, yeah. you can say whatever you, you want. Say whatever you want. Thirsty and hungry. You can thirsty, say, like, thirsty, thirsty. Same here. Thirsty and fucking hungry. I'm fucking hungry too. I've been fasting for the last two days besides beer. <laughs> I've been doing an alcohol fast. How horrible is that? That's a bad idea. That's horrible. But, you yeah. know, it's, but it's great in two different ways. I'm losing weight and I'm getting drunk off like three beers. Boom. Who wins Same that? Here, Who wins that argument? There you go. Thank you. All but, right. Just kidding again. Thank you. No, thank no. you, Marcia Navajo and Marcia La Selva and Coach Blacklock down in Tulsa, WCF, uh, and La Selva MMA. Thank you, the doctors, Sean Carpenter and Chris Huber, and always helping too. Terrific. So, and everybody in La Selva MMA, we are family. And thank you, United States, you give me the opportunity to. No, no worries, man. It's all, it's our no. pleasure. Definitely and our pleasure. Thank you. And one thing, I love my Brazil. No, oh, hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Keep it real. Brazil, all the yeah. way, right? But I'm starting to love you guys too. Hell yeah. States, we are there. There are a lot of guys. We're good people. One no? love, one world. Yeah, that's right. You, you guys give us the opportunity. We are good people. I, I swear. There's a lot of douchebags out there you'll meet, but for that's the most true. part, we're we're good people. I swear. Yeah. So, I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, this is the first ever um, professional uh, oh, podcast, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, dude. Um, for myself, for Alan, for Alec, of course, and. For Mish, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Alicia Sudino over there, we're yeah, gonna go ahead and say we're gonna go ahead. <laughs> right, we're gonna go ahead and sign off. So, take care, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, make sure and catch this fight. You guys heard it. Rewind your podcast. It's not that hard to do. Just Thank find you guys. out. And go. Thank you guys. Thank you, everyone. All right. Good night and good luck. That's right. Cheers, boys. Mm -hmm.